people administering the signals, aiming towards the run of Andy Carroll, who gets there in front of Begovic, and inside four minutes, West Ham in front. Prior to today, Carroll made it number three for West Ham, and might that have been number three? It's finally turned in by Peter Crouch. And the offside flags up. Nolan is absolutely appalled because he believes that he shouldn't have been flagged. Now on Naltovic, still going on Naltovic, and it creeps into the corner. And Marco Naltovic gets his first Premier League goal in front of the Britannia Stadium supporters. Carroll says, well, that was with a hand and uh, not a head. That's a handball and a penalty. Definite penalty. On towards Odom Wingy. Odom Wingy! Game over. Hello and welcome to episode 24 of the Knees Up by the Brown West Ham podcast. We've got two excellent studio guests as we always have. Firstly, George Mann, aka Big George, aka BBC Radio producer extraordinaire. Welcome to your debut. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, we've got actual radio professional in here. That really kind of puts us yeah. under a lot of pressure. I know, but there's a reason I'm a producer. You're about to find out. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think of the technical setup we've got here? It looks tremendous, actually. I mean, is the drinking facilities nearby are much better because this is where I spent a lot of my uh, 20s and 30s knocking around yeah. in Soho. So, in Sunset uh, Strip. Yeah. <laughs> Never, never do that. Did you say hello to the oh, girls on the way? I did. Hello to wives. Allegedly. Uh, and joining him as well, we've got the man who made Never Mind the Buzzcocks great again, James Longman. Thanks so much. Um, it's a weird setup actually because facing you. I know. It's, it's extra pressure today. We've got Big George, who's uh, a radio professional, and now I've got to look you both in the eye and try and hold this together. I'm not sure we're going to be able to cope. Um, I think so, it'd be slightly above average. <laughs> uh, so there's, we're in a different room, so we're facing each other. Usually we're in a soundproof studio, but we're over a table staring into each other's retinas. So there's a really kind of different dynamic to what you might be used to. <laughs> so we're all learned together, whether or not it works. Um, on the show, we're going to be making a big announcement within a minute of me telling you what's on the rest of the show. Uh, we'll be talking about the Stoke away <laughs> result, 3-1, gutting. Then we're going to uh, talk about Big Sam, Manager of the Month, uh, relegation. It's a common topic. I think it will be until we get to 40 points. Uh, Gary Lineker, debate. And finally, other West Ham news and predictions. So let's start with this big Knees Up Mother Brown announcement, James. Uh, I mean, how would you describe this, the scale of this announcement? Life changing. <laughs> Life changing. So, Prepare. So, so take a deep breath. If you're not sat down, you might want to. You might want to take yourself away to a corner and, and get some privacy because the announcement is that at the end of the season, the Knees Up Mother Brown Award Show will be a live event, ticketed at the O2. At the O2, the big one, <laughs> uh, at a venue to be decided, featuring. Ex-players who would be, de- to be, be decided. decided and possibly a celebrity who is also to be decided, but uh, myself and James will probably be there. Hopefully Big George will be able I'll to I'll definitely be there, yeah. <laughs> I don't get to see a lot of uh, the old blokes who, yeah. uh, I'm, I'm sort of, you know, uh, KUMB classic, one of, the, one of <laughs> yeah. the sort of the older generation, uh, not as old as known, but... Uh, <laughs> 
Yeah, so it'd be good to meet up yeah. with people again, actually. You just don't see them as much as I used to. Yeah, yeah. so it's going to so be, be a great, great night. night. It's going to be, be a great, great night. night. It will happen. So we're just, we're just trying to sort out. We've got yeah. a location, we think. Yeah. Uh, we've got an ex-player, we think. We're just sorting out dates. Uh, and there'll be a some other bits and bobs. Yeah. And the awards will be uh, announced live for the first time. Yeah. Which is really exciting. And there's going to be a bar, so yes. everyone can get completely smashed while going on and, you know, heckle and get yourself on the podcast. So we're hopefully secure the dates uh, very yeah. soon. So get along. It'll be fun. Yeah. And we can all hang out a and have a really bit. A really good night, hopefully. Yeah. And the, the other thing to mention is that there'll probably be a small fee. Yes. That is That is to cover the expenses. Yeah. <laughs> Of whatever lucky footballer, yeah, Wayne <laughs> Quinn, <laughs> Wayne Quinn, flying <laughs> first class, hide <laughs> the, the whole of first class out from Las Vegas, where from he now Birmingham. Is. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's look forward to more information to follow, but hopefully it'll be a really good night. Feedback now. Let's do some feedback. The dead ball, touching on players' side businesses. If I remember correctly, Phil Parks used to turn up to matches in an old red builder's truck as he had a building company. I can confirm that is true. Uh, my, I got tipped off tonight that Phil Parks <laughs> is a difficult man to get hold of because he has a building company and he's always, <laughs> takes up a lot of his time. <laughs> so, you know, he's got big hands, so that's helpful for Brick Lane. I love that. When all the players used to have, you know, two, a side business. Mm. Well, an ex-player once ruined a day. A date, a date, yeah. Sort of. Yeah. There was a girl I'd sort of been uh, chasing after in my younger days in Brentwood, and uh, I went to this restaurant called Williams. Do you know how this ends? No, no. So in Brentwood, and I'm sort of sitting down, and we're sort of tucking in, you know, a bit of garlic bread <laughs> yeah. as you did in the eighties. Classic, thing. bit of baby shit, something like that, something like that. And it turns out, and I turned and said, bloody hell, it's Billy Jennings. And the restaurant was called Williams, and I had no idea. And I looked up, and it was uh. all. West Ham photos around it, which I just yeah. had in clots because I was just trying to impress this woman. <laughs> and so basically, you know, you know, West Ham players that ruined the day. It's, it's, it's a great thread you can mine. Yeah. Machiavelli <laughs> ruined, well, you don't want to go there. But, did, he go, <laughs> did he go to a second date? Um, no. Because <laughs> I, I just wanted to talk to him about the 1975 Cup final. So, you know, which is like, yeah, I was, I was eight years old, I was really excited, yeah. you know. And so it just wasn't really happening. So, um, no, she was a lovely yeah. girl, but... Um, Her loss. Yeah. Ended up going out with my mate, so... <laughs> <laughs> Do you still talk to him? Uh, yeah, he's my best mate, actually. Oh. Uh, we were best man at each other's weddings. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> well, this, this is the benefit of having a radio producer. You get a, you've got a great thread there, a great call to action for our <laughs> listeners. Has a, has a Wex West Ham like, ever ruined your day? I was in Faces once, and uh, Anton Ferdinand was there, and he, he was chatting up a girl I was with. Not weird, they're just Looking staring at, at me, yeah. Staring at me. <laughs> staring at me. It's the same room. So Anton was chatting up a girl that you were looking at. And I was staring at her from a corner because I didn't have any gu- I didn't have the guts to go talk to her in real life. Oh. Yeah, and that was soon after the playoff glory as well. Right. And then uh, <laughs> that wasn't when he got his watch nicked, was it? Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. How could I, yeah, out of jealousy, I started. <laughs> Bonzo Burger, racking my brains for some possibly overlooked Hammers players from the past for interviews. I wonder what Matty Holmes, Matthew Rush, Michael Hughes are up to these days. George, any guesses? Would you think? Well, do you know? You did, I do know. Yeah. I what? Know. Well, I, I did know. I did know Matty Holmes. He's yeah. the he's the Tony Carr of Bournemouth. Right. He's sort of uh, bringing really? players through, and they've got you know Eddie Howe down there. They've got a lot of um, stuff going on. And I look at um, Matthew Matthew Rush. Was last seen as a sports scientist a few years ago, but really, uh, but it gives you a chance. You know, the 
the Alvin Martin and Matthew Rush punch up that was you know he, he was probably too young it was a big thing at the time big thing and Harry killed it by saying I've seen better fights at weddings <laughs> which is uh, in a press conference I've never heard that Matthew Rush and uh, Alvin Martin yeah Martin. yeah apparently they're both a bit lively at the time but, you know, yeah. Alvin Martin probably was you know in his last knockings at West Ham, yeah. Yeah, but he was, yeah, he was a legend. He was yeah. he'd, been, he'd been kicked all over the place, and uh, Matthew Rush, a young Tyro, and he was basically yeah, he was the first player to come through for West Ham for about ten years. We hadn't oh. had a yeah, yeah, player yeah. come through then, and um, but they didn't get on. Wow! And Matthew Rush ended up at Oldham. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, he won that battle. I, I had fond memories of Matthew Rush. I remember thinking he was quite good. It was good. It was yeah, good. It was he just good. Didn't, I, I think it was, you know two good seasons, then or even mm. a season and a half, and didn't kind of. Kick on, really. Yeah, and yeah. He left, he ended up going, so. Yeah. God, Matthew Rush. What about Michael Hughes? He he runs uh, the championship side in Northern Ireland. Is he? He's a football chairman. I can't wow. remember what it was. I didn't write a I can't remember. You know, this is just had half out at the end of the day. Let's see, let's see what's going on. I did look up Abu uh, last did week you? to see where if he mm. if he had turned up anywhere, and there's no no uh, sign of him. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? What happens to experts? I know some of them just disappear. Well, I was trying to get Mark. We wanted Marco Bugas to come on this podcast for yep. a chat, and I the, the closest I could get to that like tracking him down was that he's in he's in Holland managing a kind of looks like a non-league team. I don't have much of a stadium, but there's some YouTube. Videos of Marco Bugas talking. It looks exactly the changed in the caravan. It looks exactly the same. That's a lie. I know. No. Yeah, 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 we spoke about it the other way. I just uh, still like using it. I know. But what's better? What's it's like Miracle on 34th Street? What's better? The, the truth that, that brings a tear or the lie that brings a smile? Do you know how it happened? How the lie happened? Was it Red Was it? Was it, was it translation? No, it, wasn't. No, it, it was. Um, it's a journalist called yeah, Cross Wires. There's a guy called Chris Raystrick mm. who used to do the internet commentary. He's a good mate of mine. He, um, and he used to do, he started off doing the website. And someone was transcribing him reporting something. And uh, it was, he was seen leaving the trail, uh, he was seen leaving uh, in Holland in either a car or a van, <laughs> uh, which became a caravan <laughs> translation. And uh, so I've killed all that, that great story that we all had. As, uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> it's still a caravan to me, damn it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Rampton, the comment about Steve Bruce's plasticine head really made me chuckle. I'd like to apologise to the woman on the train whose coat now dons a mouthful of my latte and a little bit of my snot that he received shortly after hearing that. Could be worse, though. Shiraz would have been much harder to remove. Bruce's face this week was even more Play-Doh because like, one of his yeah. eyes had started to close up. It's like <laughs> his, his face is eating itself. It's it looked so pretty bizarre. red and puffy as well, didn't yeah, it? Yeah, it does. Yeah. It's a bizarre face. You're Alex Bruce, you're thinking, that's my future in 30 years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Alex is Bruce and Mrs. looked at the father and all thought, good yeah. God. Big Play-Doh face. <laughs> uh, NH Hammer, enjoyed all the podcasts. Would like a mention on the next one. Thanks, lads. Keep up the good work. Well, there you go. You've got one, NH Hammer. Uh, Richard Grocott, podcast lads, have you seen this picture of Ian Dowie at a charity ball on Saturday? So we'll tweet Enjoy. that picture. You've got to see that. It's an have amazing it, picture of Ian I'm Dowie. I'm trying to get you the video. Why do you make the video? There's a video accompanying it. Yeah, well, it was basically it was a Bollywood ball, and I am familiar in the area. I do a lot of Asian right. stuff, oh, do right, a lot right, of Asian right. radio. And uh, Nihal, who's a guy on Radio One, <laughs> yeah, was a DJ. Was right. DJing on it, and, uh, <laughs> and I, I, you know, I went with him every day. Yeah. So he came in, and he had a video of Ian Delvey coming up in his full get up, going, yeah. "Come on, you irons, George, and stuff like that." He did, yeah, and Nihal's really? a Spurs fan, but. Um, yeah, he did it, Anna, but he's been trying to WhatsApp it for me for about a week. You know, we, we both work in the most technical, sophisticated building in the country, and we can't get um, he, can't, he can't get it from his Samsung to my iPhone. It's just a, so where, where was it? Where, was it a Bollywood theme party? It was in a, the UK? I think it's a, yeah, it was, it was right. a children's charity. It was um, there's you know. He, 
Dowie's lived up in the northwest, and he'd be great to get on actually. He's yeah, great. yeah. But he lives up in the northwest, uh, and he's really settled up there. And um, as part some sort of children's hospital charity, they, they did a big Bollywood thing thing because there's obviously you know. Mm. a lot of people who like that sort of thing up there so they brought him in and in the hell did the DJing and he sort of you know he bought a Gareth Bale jersey to remind him of what he's yeah. lost uh, <laughs> and um, and Dowie you know was, got did into it, it. Yeah. well he was it was his theme you know it was his, it was his gig he, oh, right. he, so he um, yeah it's a brilliant <laughs> thing yeah. but no he's, he's uh, unrepentant Absolutely unrepentant. Absolutely, you know, Love he's it. a bloke who would be wearing the jester's hat on a stage. <laughs> like, yeah, he just, yeah, you know, he loves it. Wow. I tried yeah. to get the video, but he's, he's still not going back to me. Well, so. <laughs> well, we so, need to get that. Yeah, so if you haven't seen it, we'll tweet it when this comes yeah. out. The yeah. picture of Dowie in his Bollywood I outfit. mean, the shoes alone. Just, just the shoes. They're proper Aladdin stuff. <laughs> incredible, incredible outfit. Um, so, Irvin Welsh got back to us. Yes, brilliant. Thanks for the campaign, and he has agreed to an interview which we're yep. setting up imminently. So, we should probably thank everyone who uh, tweeted him. Yeah, the, the guys who got responses from him uh, were Ollie WHU, James Welsh, Jack Howlett, Will Owens. I know there's others that tweeted, so thank you, but uh, they're the ones who got responses. Um, and he's he's on board. He's on board. Proper hammer. Yeah, proper hammer. That's exciting. Is one of those up the junctions, boy, or? Oh, I don't know, actually. Maybe. I don't know. Oh, it's this conspiracy thing? I, know, I, know. <laughs> I thought he was gay. Oh, Junction. <laughs> <laughs> on your own, pal. On your own. <laughs> I thought that's what it meant, up the junction. <laughs> um, yeah, so thanks very much. Okay, let's talk about Big Sam quickly. Manager of the month for February. Uh, George? I just It was just a fantastic month, yeah. wasn't it? I mean, I, I thought we were staring down the barrel. I was the most miserable person oh, in the world God, at yeah. the end of Jan. And I think, you know, um, you know I mean, we had six series of muggings, didn't we? Sort of, yeah. you know, Norwich, we kind of mugged. They played well and yeah. Yeah, we, got, we got lucky. And I just think it's fantastic that, you know, even after, you know, the Flores-inspired ban, that yeah. we actually pulled it together. It just shows what you can pull out of people. And he had a bit of an inspiration with Matt Taylor, which I couldn't understand why. We'll talk about that on Saturday. Yeah. Why he didn't drop me? Because I've been slating Matt Taylor all year. You can't play, you can't play left-back. You can't play on the wing. But he was kind of in that... that you know, withdrawn defensive midfield role, sort of playing alongside Noble, and he and he looked fantastic. And I think you know that was probably one of the biggest things we did. He, he had a you know Taylor had a brilliant February, and I think that you know it, unfortunately it, as it always used to be when you used to get the Barclays bubbly or the Bells manager of the month, you had an absolute carnival for March <laughs> yeah. afterwards. And um, yeah, no, I th- yeah, I think it's a tremendous effort, and uh, I've never been in favour of sacking him. I occasionally doubted. Where he was going with certain things, but um, you know, he, hopefully he can lead us into the promised land towards now the end of the season. Yeah, um, James, how close were you to saying Sam out? Oh, it was touch and go, wasn't it? Was it? I think you were. I think you were. You were pretty close. I was pretty close, but I stuck with it because yeah. there was never any other options. Mm. You know, I think that's, that's the thing that saved thing. him more than anything. Um, but it's good that we kept him, and it's, it's proved. It yeah. proved correct, and well done to him. Yeah. We should say well done to him. Um, George, is he the man to lead us into the Olympic Stadium? Um, well, the Olympic Stadium was like two, three years away. It's, yeah. it's a long time, and it? it's yeah, a long yeah, time, and there's a lot of things that could go on. Yeah. But you know, I, I, I think there needs to be an overwhelming reason to sack someone. I think you know, yeah. I, I think we sacked Zola too early. You know, people don't think that, and I think we, yeah. you know, they're over, you know, but we hung on to Grant too long. Yeah, I don't know. I. I, I, I can't see I think you need an overwhelming reason to sack him that's what I would yeah. always say I don't think there is an overwhelming reason to sack him you know yeah. you can't say you can't sack him because of the style of football because you know what you're buying 
Mm. You know, yeah, so it's exactly what it was to yeah. begin with, yeah. and if you can set the egg in the bite. So you buy into that, and he's got a team, and I think you don't, why, you know, you bring somebody else in, it's going to have to start from scratch, and it could be a disaster. Yeah. So I think, you know, as long as there's no overwhelming reason to sack, which one we talked about beforehand, there mm. might be, but I mean, yes. <laughs> but, you know, you, you know, you've got to stick with them, I think. Yeah. For the foreseeable, but, you know, if he mm. runs out of steam or something, you know, something else happens. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, let's talk about the Stoke away match. We ended up losing 3-1, throwing away a 1-0 lead. James, a uh, pretty disappointing day. It was agree? disappointing. Having gone up, uh, mm. scoring an early goal never really does. Does this very well, does it? <laughs> no. and, um, it was a hugely disappointing day. Mm. But, other than, was it last season we won away there? We don't often do well away at Stoke not many teams do and I read they do well at home against Stoke. they've only lost 1 in 12 at home mm. Stoke so, and they beat Arsenal recently they're a tough team it was just mm. the fact we went 1 up and it looked good for a bit <laughs> that's what kills you <laughs> that's what kills you um, do you agree George? Well, yeah I mean we went 1 up and I think that, you know you want to try and hold it up there but I mean things it, the second the second goal seemed a bit Windy, didn't it? They seemed to go through a slight dose of sorts, and mm. wasn't Adrian's favourite, you know, best moment in goal. And, yeah. and I love him; I absolutely love him to bits. I love him his commitment. I love his mm. skills, and he was responsible for as much as anyone. as what happened in February. Yeah, but um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Certainly, the second goal and probably the third wasn't terrific. Yeah, no. it was a thunderbolt from Odawingu, but yeah, you know, it was it was it is near post and. Um, yeah, yeah, should, yeah, we probably should have got to it as well. I think the thing is that uh, with us this season, it's, it's always the cert- it's like a certain type of player who always scores against us. Like Odin Wingy, he doubled the amount of goal- goals he's got this season against us, and he's a he's a joke of a character really. Yeah. And he crops up against us, and then you had Lukaku like propping up the other week. We just seem to be un- like, but we've always had that. If you're having a bad spell. Play West Ham. That's why Matt Pennant got sacked off and scored against us. Yeah. Yeah. And I think we've got Man U next week. They're going to do a bad spell. Oh, God, <laughs> they yeah. must think, oh, we're playing West Ham, it's fine. <laughs> I know. We've always had that about us. Like yeah. the donkeys always come on and score. <laughs> you put your money for like. And Nelk hadn't scored, did he? Yeah. That ended well, didn't it? That ended well. In fact, all the players that score games then get sacked. <laughs> no, it's, I mean. I, I, Oda Wing is a good player but he doesn't seem to have kind of worked out wherever he's been since yeah. West Brom he had that sort of absolute flip out didn't he when he <laughs> yeah. turned up QPR as yeah. a comedy but you know I think he's a good player I think he's yeah. a good player and I think that yeah I mean he didn't know anything about the first goal but uh, yeah we, we we've got to do something to sort of make sure that that does happen again something, you know, something, there was a bit of a brain thing going on there where we kind of we said, we, you know, I don't know why we broke up a successful defensive partnership right. but when I, you know, yeah. I know it's great to have Winston back and all that yep. but he's, he's, yeah. again he's got to get you, know, you don't break up as a central defence unless either there's an injury or something's gone wrong mm. and nothing was going wrong with that no. centre back so I think you know, the, the second goal worried me actually the ease they just went through us yeah yeah I mean, yeah. So we spoke a lot and people have spoken a lot on, on the forum and on Twitter about playing your strongest team and everyone seemed to think that that didn't include Collins. You know, he mm. still gets quite a bad rap, even though he was central to our, our February and some of the better performances in general. Um, and so everyone wanted Winston back in the team. And they were saying, get Nocherino in there instead of uh, Taylor. And Diame started. So that, in a lot of people's eyes, is our strongest team. Yeah. 
But Matty Taylor's been playing brilliantly for us, so it's harsh on him to drop him, mm. and it's harsh on Collins to drop him. And at what should be a winnable match, it's an odd time to change it. I think. Mm. I mean, we had we had four wins, and we had a a Lukaku predictable defeat. loss. Yeah. yeah, I know against against a team who's playing very very well. One nil away, and again, sort of, there's a bit of a baby in bathwater going on, isn't there? Sort mm. of throwing out, throwing out Collins and throwing out Taylor. You know, Taylor's actually done something fantastic for a month. So yeah. Yeah. now's not. If, there's plenty of times you could have dropped him in the last eight months. Now's not the time. You know. Yeah. So what do we do against Man United at home then? Do we do we go back to the other Everton lineup? You know, do we do we reverse the changes we made against Stoke? I mean, when's the week? Hammer of the year? Was it two years in a row now? Wasn't it? Yeah, and he is a great player, but he hasn't played for a long time, has he? Mm. And when he has been playing, he's not been playing in his usual position. Mm. So I just wonder whether there's any pressure to bring him back because people are supposed to be sniffing around him. You know, there's lots of stuff that, you know, if I'm not playing, I'll be off. Yeah. Right. And, and I'm not saying that he's sort of demanding, you know, knocking on the door, as they say, but he's, uh, <coughs> I mean, he's, he's a player who's in demand and there's, you know, there's, there's a shortage of strong centre-backs in the Premier League, you know, particularly yeah. from... You know, with Premier League experience, you know, you can, you can go bring people out from Germany or whatever. But yeah, I think it'd be popular. You know, there's always stuff about you know Arsenal fans Arsenal, are always going yeah. on about that they want him. But I don't think it's a reason to put him back. You've got to. Why would you do that and break up that partnership? Mm. Yeah. So for you, Collins back. I think so. Yeah. I mean, I, I'd go with Collins back. I mean, I sort yeah. of. Uh, um, I like Nasserino. I sort of. I mean, I, I liked him when I saw him. I, I liked him when I saw him. On, on Sky and I think he I see he came against Norwich he just he's got a touch which nobody else in the team seems to possess yeah, seen that a bit. but is that you know is that somebody you're going to play for the start of the Sam team or unless if you're playing Nolan as well I mean yeah. the player the place he's going to play is with Nolan you know that you know he's not going to drop Nolan mm. unless he gets suspended yeah. which is obviously not going to happen again this year so yeah um, let's talk about some refereeing decisions uh, particularly the handball which wasn't given, uh, James. What was your take on? Well, it's blatant, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> the funny thing is that referee saying to was it Andy Carroll? He was going never in a million years. That's like, the, I mean, that's my gripe at a minute. Post Howard Webb, that I've still got a chip on my shoulder about the arrogance of the referees. <sighs> when I know it's tough being a ref, and I know players appeal for a lot of things that shouldn't be given, but. Just his face being like going to like never in a million years, you're completely wrong. wrong. Yeah. It's just the arrogance of that kind of referee that just drives me nuts. It's a blatant penalty. But then they're just sheltered from it because the match finishes and there's no comeback. Everyone else mm. has to speak to the press. Yeah. I still don't understand why refs don't have to speak to the press afterwards or to explain themselves. I don't know. I mean, I thought he looked rather needy actually. He's oh, the just, it was a, <laughs> it's like he was looking for Andy Carroll's approval when yeah. it was going, you know, he sort of looked a bit desperate. And I just think that. God, you know, just leave it go. Just you know, in the old days, yeah, you know, refs just blew the whistle and played on. You know, there's yeah. this need to kind of be mates with the players yeah. now, be friends with the players. Yeah. I just don't understand it. I just, yeah. you know, you, you just as 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 regards, you know, you're, we've never had anyone ever talk to, you know, to to the press after the game. Someone, do they do it in the states? I don't know. I don't know. Actually. I'm not really an NFL sure. fan, but you know, I know there's a lot. Yeah, I. Yeah, it never happens anywhere, doesn't it? You know, umpires mm. or anything else never talk about in cricket. So it's just yeah. one of those things, isn't it? But I think, yeah, in sort of a multi-million pound sport, yeah. billion pound sport. When decisions, the decisions and they make are so pivotal no, sometimes. Every weekend now, it is constantly about ref decisions. I mean, 
there's the Mourinho stuff for the weekend. Mm. Um, like the, first, the second yellow was never a second yellow, but Ramirez was obviously dreadful. And then sending Mourinho to the stands, and then there's the um, yesterday Klassenberg giving those penalties at Man. Like it's every time. Every weekend, there's discussions about the big decisions that constantly go wrong. Nothing's yeah. being done about yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Do you think the answer is to put a referee in front of the camera and explain them, so make them account? No, I think it would help <laughs> because yeah. it makes them more likable. Yeah. Do you think they get any tougher ride than some of the players, though? Because I mean, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't think. Do. Well, they did. Maybe it's that they don't want to make them personalities any more than they already are. But you, you know. Nobody, nobody, nobody interviewed Ramirez after that stamp on Saturday, did they? No. I mean, it's just yeah, they, they, they don't get it. I mean, so if a player, you know, every every big club now has got a big media management mm. system, and you know they're going to put out, you know, I don't know, they're going to put out John Terry or something like that, or who's some other scumbag. Somebody's <laughs> played, you know, somebody's played well. He's not going to get difficult yeah, questions. Yeah. So yeah, they're not, they're not, you know, the whole thing about football now is so controlled. Mm. The media operation, so you're not going to do it. I mean, sort of clubs spin lines, you know, sort of to try and distract people from different ideas, you know, and it's just you're not going to let them have it. Yeah. Um, well, just again on the on the state performance. So I thought we didn't play that bad from what from from I was watching the feed. I thought we did all right. And again, I thought we did okay against Everton, but particularly on Stoke. So I have a Stoke friend called Ali Midian, and he said this: "Please observe statistics. You were beaten by the better team. You lot had 30 minutes spell of midfield pressure where you booted it forward with no kind of end product, but we counterattacked with some flair." Feels good. It feels good to be on the other side of that sentence. If it wasn't for Stephen Ireland's poor finishing, you would have been three-one down by the end of the first half. Three-two probably would have been a fairer scoreline, but you did nowhere near enough to win that game. What do we think? <laughs> I didn't think it was as one-sided. I thought we, were, I thought we were in it for for long periods and deserved Matt, something. Mark Hughes has changed their style. I mean, Lin- even Lineker was saying that they're slightly easier to watch on the eye now. And that's even noise, Lineker. That's annoying. <laughs> Both Lineker yeah. and the Stoke thing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I think it's too. It's I think sloppy defence. Mm. I think that's cost us. Yeah, I think that you know. I don't understand why. You know, nobody was marking. Why? Why was Carroll marking? Crouch for the yeah. first goal yeah. when the ball come off. You know, there are two very tall people there. You yeah. think that, that, that would be the most obvious thing in the world to do? Yeah. But you've actually had a free header to get it in, and it's all that's a no one reacts. Yeah, it's all a bit slow. We can see a lot of goals like that where it just slow motion. I'm thinking um, one at home recently. I can't recall. <laughs> well, the Swansea, ages. we Swansea, Swansea, I think Swansea, yeah, Swansea. Swansea. Oh right, yeah, 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 yeah. Swansea. yeah. Um, but we've still got. So I've got some. St- so a few stats from there's a guy on Twitter called at uh, WHU Stuff. Uh, does really good stats actually. He's worth following. Um, and he sent me a list of stuff and and some of the things we've still got equal the amount of clean sheet, best clean sheets in the country uh, with Arsenal. We've got an extra one yesterday, which is staggering, really, if you think where we are in the table. <laughs> <laughs> um, and here's an interesting thing: after losing to Stoke with the same number of points, 31, after 29 games that we had under Avram Grant good he got Avram God. Grant got from the last nine matches two points really <laughs> now it, that's an interesting statue I don't think I think I still believe we'll be fine but it's interesting that <laughs> <laughs> George's face has dropped oh, we're, we're at the same level 
as we were under Evan Grant yeah. at this stage of the season. Um, but it just slipped away, didn't it, with Grant? Yeah. yeah. It just slipped just away because we went for, yeah. Man. The thing, the hope is what kills you, really, isn't it? And West Ham, whenever, we, whenever we've gone down in my lifetime, it seems like we have a chance up until the end. And it's the hope that, you know, if we were just completely crap, if we were Cardiff, it wouldn't bother me so much. But we've had a great February and I just, I'm really scared the arse is going to fall out. Man United at home is a big game. <laughs> really big game now, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we've got to say, so again, stats from uh, WHU stuff. Uh, he's, we've got nine games left. Four against the bottom ten and five against the top six. Well, again, that makes me feel a bit sick in my mouth. So, Hull, um, Sunderland, Palace and West Brom. And then we've got Man U, Liverpool, Arsenal, Spurs and City. And uh, Allardyce has come out and said we need seven points. He reckons we need seven points. 38 points for safety. Right. Well, I, let's, I mean, let's, let's move on and talk about relegation. <laughs> we're, we're, we're heading I've that way. It and it's, ne- <laughs> it's next up on the running order. I mean, it seems like it's a nice place to actually formalise that. Um, James, are we going to get relegated? No. Looking at those stats, no. looking at everything, no, 37 points. No, we're not. George, are you equally as confident? We might. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, but we've been here before. I mean, it's said that everybody's saying that 38 points mm. is, is going to be enough to keep us up. Yeah. And I'm, A, I'm not sure we'll get to 38 points, but B, the other thing is, I don't know, there's a lot of teams down there that you. I've just got a table here somewhere if I can find it. So but you, look at, you look at from the bottom up, okay, Fulham. Okay, they're rubbish now, but this guy McGat, he's you know, he's, he's a yeah. serious player. He's won the league with Bayern Munich. He's uh, and he said, you know, he's Penfold, and you said Penfold. He looks like Penfold. evil Penfold. Did you see? Ah. He just he looked like he could kill you. Oh, yeah. yeah, he could I, easily have you killed. I was watching him. Yeah, I know. And then yeah, I think Cardiff. I think Cardiff had gone. Yeah, Sunderland. I hope they've gone. Um, so they've they've got games in hand. Obviously, they've got three games in. Hand. We've yeah. got a game in hand on Fulham and Cardiff which is Hull. Uh, Sunderland have got three games in hand. So if they win, it's been pointed out to me with my ridiculous optimism, that if they win, it's only three points between us and the bottom three, which is Palace. So that is a... Oh, <laughs> oh God. I mean, I think, I think Norwich are in trouble. Yeah. yeah. I think Norwich... I mean, I love Chris Hewitt, but, you know, it's, it's not... I think we might have done for them, actually. Mm. And I thought it's something, something, seemed, something we kind of broke their heart when we beat them because they played so well. And their um, last, we don't have it in front of me, but their last few, last five are all the top teams, aren't they? Yeah. They've got a brutal yeah. run. Yeah. And uh, I mean, they've also signed Yobo, who I thought was a great signing, but also absolutely bloody useless, doesn't he? Yobo? He's still around. No, he's, he's playing for Norwich now. He's, really? Good God. And he's just like, you know, he's, I thought he was going to be a great signing. I thought, oh, God, you know, because he played his debut against us. I was like, yeah. Be fantastic, it'd be a solid centre back pairing. They could set their keepers out. He yeah. just he looked like he was on roller skates, yeah. he was just you know, he, absolute rubbish. So, I think that, <laughs> yeah, I think they've got a real problem there. Yeah, um, Hull, I think, you know, Hull's gonna be, and we'll go with that predictions later, but Hull, you know, they're a tough team, and uh, you know, they've got some great players. What I'm hoping by that stage, you see Bruce's face will have completely collapsed. <laughs> elephant man, elephant man, <laughs> he won't man, be able but... to see anything. <laughs> Just a, a pee head. So he won't know what's going on. <laughs> what gives me encouragement about this is that obviously we had an awful January, yet we retained that team spirit and had a great February. Now we can we're capable of turning it on. So although we've had these two defeats, I know that we can still go to uh, Man United at home and we can pull out the performance of the season and maybe smash them five nil. Like that's not unrealistic in my mind. But we've seen our three managers already. Mm. Yeah. Was it Loudrop? 
Mackay and Villas Boas. Yeah. yeah, could be a fourth. And we've got Spurs at home as well to look forward to. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, we just. Can't I mean, they were bad yesterday as well. I know. Yeah, I mean, I, I, it's you know, Saturday is massive, and I think that you know, but they looked so wrecked yesterday. They did, <laughs> they, Man United did not know where they were after them after last today. Yesterday, <laughs> I mean, there was just. It was, just, it was you know, so outclassed, weren't they? And they were just so appalling. You didn't. You, I, I couldn't work out what they were trying to do at any point whatsoever. <laughs> there are two centre forwards yeah. who seem to be just nowhere near playing centre forward. Yeah, you know, I, I, you know, everybody. You know, Sturridge and Suarez were pushing up, looking fantastic and tearing away. And Van Persie and Rooney seem to be almost phobic about you know trying to get into the penalty yeah. area. They just they're just hanging back. They're both trying to create stuff from midfield, and that's a sign of a team in trouble, yeah. really. Yeah, I don't think we should give them any abuse well, because if you get them fired up, <laughs> you want Rooney like it was yesterday, just strolling around, not bothered. If we start abusing them. <laughs> <laughs> theory. you'll get them fired up they'll start playing really well, <laughs> well, well I, I just mean, think be really polite be really nice like go on chin up chin up guys chin up guys <laughs> we should play that next but, season we should play that Van Persie goal from the cup last year yeah, yeah, that yeah, incredible yeah. yeah just to make him feel at home yeah, exactly. it's the only time back. we've ever done that the only time we've actually sort of out the, the attitude of the crowd has ever affected the players when we loved Bon Tevez yeah. when he came back and he couldn't play yeah, yeah, when he came back from he, years, he yeah. was missing sitters in what was going no. on to come home. <laughs> um, Noble said this week, uh, again, this is from uh, my stats man Noble and his best teammate, he said he has Carlos Tevos, Tevez. And he said, at one point, Tevez was asking me for some bonus money because he set all my goals up, but I'm sure he's got enough now. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine that, that Tevez asking for money. Probably <laughs> boss's face was behind it, wanted a cut. Um, so I mean this is a tough week for Man United so they've, they've just got done yesterday again to get to Liverpool now Olympiacos could well be going out in Champions League midweek and then they're going to come to us on Saturday this could be it's a good time to play the perfect storm potentially or they rally against Olympiacos and they rebuild their season and they get us. To play. <laughs> or they get knocked out Champions League and just stuff us yeah <laughs> <laughs> which is the most likely scenario yeah okay uh, but it's a good time to play them yeah. if any time is um, so let's talk about Gary Lineker's comments on National Day uh, who, want, who wants to deal with this specifically because I never, I never saw Gary Lineker's comments um, well, so you want to, when I saw it I, mean, I, I saw it and it, 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 there was a there was a loving followed right. by yeah Gary Lineker does the down the line interviews at Match yeah. of the Day with um, Lambert with Lambert and he does one every week and it's kind of, and it clearly he just absolutely loved Ricky Lambert and it was like you know going to Brazil you know but have you chose your seat on the plane yet have you, you, know, you, know, you know checked in online have you chose your nut squad number stuff like that and it was all and it got uh, frequent flyer miles and there was just such a fantastic love and he was just so dismissive he said you know we compare Lambert against Carroll it's got to be Lambert isn't it and him and Shearer who probably know a little bit more than me about Playing for England at the centre yeah, forward, agree. But um, I doubt. And then they put somehow me, I doubt that. <laughs> then, they, then they put me in the horrible situation of making me side with Roddy Sa- Robbie Savage, mm. who said no, no, Carroll's got to go. Carroll, if Carroll remains fit and scores goals, he's got to go. And you, you can't see any other reason why that. How? Yeah, Ro- Ricky Lambert can't even get to Southampton's first team at the moment. He's yeah. not starting for them. He, I don't think. What does he offer that is not already there? And mm. Carroll just gives you an option, which you know. 20 minutes to go against Germany or Argentina yep. you might want to use because mm-hmm. it might shake him up and I can't yeah. see Ricky Lambert shaking anyone up he's a championship player who's got lucky mm. and he's you know nobody's ever you know the only people ever want to get paid big money for him was us yeah. and uh, I just can't really see that he's the man 
to play for England in a sort of yeah major championship mm. I mean Andy Carroll's a better player surely he's also good with it on the ground he's got a good touch he's got good feet really he's good got good feet. feet and Lambert's got that as well and like his goals on Saturday were good but then against us he was dreadful in fact mm. Southampton were generally dreadful but mm. I think like I would take Carroll if he mm. stays fit and he scores a few goals I'd take Carroll I mean, he, he, as, as well as the number of goals, he just causes chaos. He, you know, yeah. last year when he was playing for the brief period he was fit, he um, he was he was you know he he scored X number of goals, but twice as many goals just by dragging people out the way. Yeah, because he scares life out of defenders. Look at that Swansea at home. He yeah. didn't score, get, didn't get the score sheet, but he was he just they were couldn't handle him at yeah. all. And Vidic out on Saturday, and Carroll could cause some problems in there. Is he? Yeah. So who's going to do centre back pairing? Rio. Well, Jones and I don't know the other one. He's small and injured. That's right. If it's looking even more likely, I'm going to get three points. But it's, I think it irked up the junction because of Lineker's uh, snide attitude, and Shearer irked me as well actually by get, sticking up for Reno and running on the pitch. I mean, come <laughs> on, man. <laughs> Get out of his ass. <laughs> there is a media loving with him, isn't there? Like, yeah. to, to... I mean, what, you know, he ran on the pitch and she was like, yeah, but Lambert did as well. Lambert ran on the pitch to pull his player away, whereas Marino ran on the pitch to mm. be a bellend. <laughs> That's the difference. He thinks he's above yeah. the law. It yeah. Winds me up. And she yeah. is a fucking waste of space. <laughs> All right. Let's talk, about, let's talk about some other West Ham news. So... Some rumours today that uh, Jack Collison will be going to Wigan. George, yep. it looks like he may have played his last game for West Ham. Uh, what are your feelings? I think it's just tremendously sad. He was just, you know, such a fantastic talent. Mm-hmm. And uh, what was his knee that he got done? Yeah, his knee. Yeah, yeah, and it, I mean, like me. <laughs> and you know, it's a sort of injury that you know he was an all-action midfielder. He was around everywhere, yeah. and maybe it's just he can't do it. I mean, I thought that. When he went on Bournemouth to loan, you thought it was, you know, Sam yeah, was thinking that way. But, you know, yeah, it's not. I mean, I hope he, you know, he can find find a great career there you know, and sort of play for Wigan and do what he wants to do because we all wish Wigan well. But um, speak for yourself. The same, yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I, and, and Joe, you know, Joe to you know, again, he said he's supposed to be yeah, yeah, bright, 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 and bright, again, it's yeah. yeah. I, I love the guy bits. Um, but Sam doesn't, and it's not you know it's not a lot of point doing that. He doesn't want to play him. But yeah, again, it's another one of the centre midfielders. You know, yeah, he, you know, he, he can't bang up and down the wing all the time, and you've got Jarvis and Downing to do that. Yeah, I mean, I'd I'd love to see Joe play. You know, have a go in centre midfield at some point. You know, mm. on on the next Nolan suspension. But, um, <laughs> would, but you, would you it, want? Yeah, we probably are, but, <laughs> but I just don't think there's you know, yeah, it's ever going to happen, is it? Really, I just yeah. can't see him. Sam just doesn't fancy him, and that's mm. that's the stage. There's no point keeping him. Yeah, well, I was saying to James earlier. I feel like with Jack Collison leaving is like a seminal moment because it kind of underscores the fact we haven't had produced a Champions League quality player since probably like Glenn Johnson, which was what 2002, so like 40, um, yeah, 14 years ago. What's do you think the? I mean, the state of the academy. It's it's just not churning out the players anymore, is it? It's. I mean, the the. The level, the bar they're putting the level to get players in. I mean, we had the ridiculous situation. We put them all in against Forest, yeah. and it was just an absolute disaster. I yeah. think you know, we would we tr- we bring in people like Nosserino and Borriello to well, it was not like it's not going to play mm. again, but on the bench rather than sort of give someone like Elliot Lee a go. Yeah, and well, you know, there's plenty of people who watch these games. I've never seen one and say that you know maybe they're not good enough, but I, th- I think we'd. 
with the young English players, I don't think we are prepared to develop them. And also, mm. the, you know, players that we brought in, you know, we brought in the Championship. Sam Baldock, I thought was terrific when I saw him play yeah. a couple of times. And he never had that chance to um, sort of get on run. Show, and, yeah. you know, because he was about, you know, six stone wet through and about five foot five. And, he, and, and that's why. But, yeah, you know, I thought he was a tremendous player and he could have mm. done really well if we tried to develop him. Mm. But, the, you know, there's so much impatience now and there's so much money involved that mm. there's no, nobody wants to take the chance. Mm. Nobody wants to say, okay, let, you know, let's give them a couple of goes. Let's try and blend them in. Let's you know, give them twenty minutes at the end of the game. Mm. But I mean, the, the opposite side of that argument is that we gave them a chance because it's not in Forest, the Championship team, and they were nowhere near good enough. Yeah, but they were put in a weird formation, three at the back. They were hung out to dry, weren't they? We really? Yes. But surely, you know, you can't just throw them together and put them in a match like that. I can't. But you can't against an experienced 5-0. But against an experienced Nottingham Forest side. Mm-hmm. What's frustrating as well about that 5-0 defeat is that when you look at how the draw transpired, yeah. we could have won the cup this year. We wouldn't have had any Premier uh, League teams, would we? It's a hard no. It's like Preston. Ultimately. Yeah, yeah, we would have had Nottingham Forest, United. Preston, but it wouldn't have, Sheffield United, If we had United, won, the draw Charlton. wouldn't have happened like that. <laughs> you, you actually can't mean. think like that because the draw wouldn't have happened like yeah. that there's no way uh, who's in the semi chart Sheffield United in the semi against Hull and City, Hull City Preston City Wigan sorry City Wigan it's full of teams God's right? sake um, so apparently the board is disappointed <laughs> oh. with a current under 21 team and they have to invest 6 million a year in order to stay in the elite group uh, because nobody believes anyone from the current under-21 crop is able to make it in the Premier League. What is your source for that? Well, that's uh, that's part of my stat file I've been given. What? But that's, that's, not stat. Stat. that's not a stat. That's not a stat. No, it's yeah. <laughs> fact. I think that might come from um, on Hugh's site. So the yeah, board aren't site. happy with the under-21 team. Yeah. So they don't think they're good enough. No. Well, whose fault's that? Well, just to pl- it's not anyone's fault, is it? You invest in youth, and if they don't work out, they don't work out. But our under-18s are top at the table. With eight matches to go. And then none of them are good enough. So and there's no the one team and the under-18 oh, right. team. So in three years' time, the under-21 team will presumably be good enough. Potentially. But not all kids go through to be a brilliant... They get, some of them get worse. As is evident <laughs> evident our current youth team. Adam Newton. Adam Newton was in the team that uh, that had Frank and yeah. Leo and Joe and that won the Youth Cup final. I was sitting there and uh, watching the pub in Wimbledon when I was living at the time, thinking this guy's going to be sensational. I think he played two games for us, then went off to Peterborough or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> Just for- Shame. I remember seeing uh, Lee Boylan. Was it Lee Boylan? I remember going to like a youth team game, and he it was around the kind of Frank Lampard, Rio Fernando, and thinking he was good, and then he just disappeared off the face of the earth as well. It's at Thurrock now, is he? Well, he was last year. Yeah. Oh, really? Well, yeah. My brother's father-in-law was in, involved down there, and uh, uh, right, he turned up and said he's a bit knackered now. So. <laughs> um, but mind you, like someone like Matt Holland, we had Matt Holland on our books, didn't we? And we, we Packed him off, said you're not good enough, and then he made a decent career for himself. Kieran Richardson, Lee Ridgewell, yeah, Lee Ray Houghton for the old men amongst the season. Yeah, right there. Went on to sort of win off dozen titles with Liverpool, but not good enough for our youth team. So, yeah. <laughs> Strange decisions. Oh, out of all of them, he's the only one I would go. That was a mistake because the others are a bit. <laughs> Kieran Richardson played for England, and he was he was pretty good in his day, wasn't he? Yeah, was he? There's it was times we could have done with him, to be it honest. Was, yeah, 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 always, yeah. almost. Yeah, yeah, he's all right. We're just due another batch of decent players, aren't we? We're due one, surely. It does, but I mean, you know, from Cotty to 
Cotty to the Joe Cole era, there was no one apart from Matthew Rush. I think I'm fair to say that. I mean, we talked about it earlier, yeah. Yeah. There, were, there was just there was 15 years where nothing came through. That's church, though, yeah. And then we had like Rio, Frank, and Defoe come to, you know, Johnson, Carrick. We had such a lucky period between like 97 and the early 2000s. Well, that's, that's how he invested in the youth. Yeah. I mean, that's what he, yeah, he did. Didn't, like, didn't like transfers, like to bring them through like the. Bring, uh, the fruit, the bring them through. Another good thing about Harry Rednap, James. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> um, Chico watch. Yes. Is this going to be a regular feature or? No. Also, if we should talk about um, obviously Ravel scored a brace at the weekend. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. Um, but what was also funny watching this guy's was news was Zamora scored and Harewood scored. And I think Harewood scored. Harewood still Harewood going. scored for uh, Doncaster. Yeah. He scored the first goal of the because uh, Jeff Stelling was going mental. He scored the first goal. No Hartlepool. Um, Two minutes in, Marlon here would popped up, scored, still and Zamora scored for QPR. I was like, that's the old school. <laughs> I've still got it's it. Like 2004 all over again. <laughs> and they were singing Zamora, he scores what he wants. <laughs> he Is he still a QPR? He really doesn't, yeah. Right. He hasn't wow. scored for, really. I think, probably 12 years. Um, <laughs> God, I mean, just try, touching back on Ravel, I mean, as we've just discussed, you know, not, not many good young players coming through. And Ravel seems to be a player that we're prepared to let go. Is that wise, George, in light of the, the lack of youth? Again, where's he going to play? Centre midfield, mm. you know. And there's, you know, I just can't see it happening really. I mean, you know, it, he's a fantastic player. He gave us a, sort of the moment of the year against Tottenham. Yeah. He, he broke through and scored the third. And I you think that it would be fantastic to have him here and, and go on. But you know, he's, yeah, he's. T- sounds very much a team ethos man, isn't he? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, he runs it. You, know, you can almost imagine that like, he was a scout leader in a previous life. You know, <laughs> everything's got to be done right, yeah. everything's got to be done a certain way. And if you don't play the way, it's, you know, it's not going to happen. Now, we might get a bit of a profit and think, okay, that's fair enough. That, mm. that's, that's the job done on Ravel. I and mean, I think he's a fantastic player, he's got an outrageous talent. But is it, you know, this is the problem, you know, he, Ravel's a risk, isn't he? Mm. When you're playing and. and yeah. And will they take the risk with the youth team players? Will they take the risk with people like Ravel? Mm. And it was against Yeovil. <laughs> well, they're a big team, James. Through the championship, as you know. Let's put into uh, some kind of context. It was against Yeovil. <laughs> yeah, saying, yeah, Ravel's only good against proper shit teams like Yeovil and Spurs. And Spurs. <laughs> um, we all want him to be good, don't we? Yeah. We've teased it. Let's go back to it. Chico's uh, Chico watch. No, uh, I just said Darren Williams always tweets me some funny stuff uh, on Twitter. It was um, just there's a picture of Chico in wearing massive a massive fur coat at Cheltenham. And uh, he just looks a massive bell end. <laughs> no other reason than that. No other reason. Really so, if anyone else sees, <laughs> is everyone, everyone else sees Chico out and about, feel free to take a picture. Yeah. Um, There's one category at the KUMB Awards. This is already forgone. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. of the year for like kind of West Ham's biggest enemy. I think. Spoiler. Who won? Who's that? But is it Barry Hearn? Barry Hearn won last. He'd two won years. it two years previously, and there was talk that it would be named Hearn of the Year yeah. if he won it third. But fortunately, Chico's come along, and I think he's brought if it he back. doesn't win it. There will be yeah, there will be riots, <laughs> I imagine, at the KMB Awards. Uh, <laughs> uh, t- ticket news on sale. Live in ticket May. news tomorrow. Live in May. Uh, live in May. <laughs> save, save the date, mate. <laughs> save the date sometime in May. Um, yeah, and I think we were talking about maybe trying to get get it to Chico. Yeah, like I think we to, could do. We could definitely do something. Yeah, that would be exciting. Uh, and then Nick, Nick is meat coat while we're at. What do you mean get to? <laughs> it's all like good fellas. Like you know? <laughs> I think I wake up with a horse and shit in there, Gary Monk's head. 
I think um, West Ham fans have a lot to be proud of this week because we won in a, a survey of football fans. Ooh la la. The best chant ever. Is it in Premiership history? Uh, I think it was. Yeah, let's call it that. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Uh, and the chant was uh, from Rio Ferdinand's spell on the sidelines. Eight suspended. months. Drug ban, wasn't it? His name is Rio and he sits upon the stand. He watches from the stand. Watches from the stand. Ah! Should, he, I should have been reading it from the script. Ah! And he sits Singing upon it. the stand. Yeah. That came sixth. That yeah. <laughs> that remix. Um, so I, that, that's a good one, but I didn't think it was the best. I thought we've got Decanio, you've got our stereo. Yeah, that's my favourite. But it's satire, isn't it? <laughs> Satire, is it? I'm going to class that as satire. Is it? Borderline. Satiric, West Ham's satirical <laughs> charms. Um, yeah, so that was good. Also, um, John Joe Shelby, Vold, uh, Harry Potter, he's coming from you. And Lasagna, whoa, is a, a big, big favourite. Lasagna. Probably one of the happiest whoa. days in the Premier League. <laughs> we were actually, yeah. so, do you think um, West Ham fans are the funniest? George, what do you think? Um, I think we're hilarious. But, um, <laughs> the man you won came second, wasn't it? About G, uh, some part about eating your dog, about coming from Korea. That's quite a good one as well. <laughs> but a bit racist. <laughs> <laughs> it's underlined. <laughs> I got a mate got in terrible trouble. He's left. He's left the beep now. I can tell you. But he um, he he wrote a, a thing which uh, was a guide, a potted guide to South Korea for a beep in the early days of the web and the BBC mm. website before the 2002 World Cup. And he said, um, a dog in, in Korea is not just for Christmas, it's for breakfast, dinner. <laughs> <laughs> and and then, Boxing Day morning and sandwiches. This, and like the equivalent, the, the, the Seoul Sun, <laughs> you know, the biggest tabloid really? in South Korea, had his number up. <laughs> and he, really? he, he had to change the count. Oh, everything. Wow. It just, it was just amazing. <laughs> So good luck, good luck, good luck, good luck with that, boys. Yeah. <laughs> we do have some international listeners. So uh, yeah, James, yeah. James on Twitter at Lawrence. <laughs> <laughs> and I would like to disconnect myself from his comments. And if that does get his Korean papers, the Come Live Awards. Venue <laughs> 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 near you. Um, <laughs> we could do a road tour. <laughs> Let's talk about predictions now. Um, Manchester night at home. Hull at home. George, we talked about it a little bit earlier. May night at home. Good time to play them right. What you what you thinking about it? I think we're going to win. I just I I think hopefully there'll be a reaction from Saturday. It'll sort of sort out some of the defensive issues that we had. And I think you know, that Carroll is just moving into that time now. Where he's going to, you know he look he'll, he'll be ready to go. He'll be ready to go and yeah. and do what Gary Lineker doesn't want him to do. Lots of goals <laughs> and get to the England team. I just I, 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 I I just, Man United just looked so awful yesterday. I, mm. I, but I, I, I enjoyed watching Ferguson's Man United. I know it's a terrible thing to say, but yeah, they had attractive players, they attacked, and yeah, if, yeah. I, I'm a bit old, but I just I can't hate everyone anymore. I actually like watching football, <laughs> and you enjoyed watching it, and you enjoyed watching the players, and there was just nothing there that you could actually mm. appreciate. I mean, it just they've just seemed eons away from any sort of. Champions League form or anything that mm. looked at. and I think that there's a problem I, I, I think Moyes looked absolutely shot on the sideline yeah. as well yeah and oh, it could yeah. be our fourth manager scalp this year which well, I think would be the if he goes out to Olympiacos and then we do, we turn them over could be the end James thoughts uh, I am being optimistic I'm going to go over the two matches we're going to get four points and I think we'll draw against Man U and we'll beat Hull really yeah we haven't had one of those kind of. Have we had one of those balmy games at Upton Park? This is, you know, like Chelsea last season when we turned them over. I don't feel like we've had a balmy kind of let's go crazy game at Upton Park where no. we just turned them over. I guess the, the closest 
It would be new away matches at Chelsea and Spurs, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. But I feel like... I feel we like are due Saturday. one against one of the big teams. Yeah, I feel like it could be the Saturday. I think we're going to get something there. Uh, and Hull, George, what do you think of that? I think, I think we're going to go four points over two games. I really? think we're going to get a draw. I think they, there's something going on with Jelovic and, and Long, isn't there? They, they, yeah. they, they, it's how we deal with that. Uh, and Huddleston, he seems... You know, yeah. You know, he was supposed to be fantastic. I saw watching him at 16. He was supposed to be the fantastic player. He was playing for Derby, which is why yeah. Spurs signed him. And he never really did it at Spurs. And now you think they've just they've just got something going on, and you know this is it's actually quite an attractive team to watch, and they've you know they're, they're moving through the gears, they're playing on mm. the floor, and it could be a bit vulnerable. And I think yeah, Jelovic is a big old lump, and he doesn't yeah. doesn't you know, doesn't mess about. And he's doesn't another one we were linked with a lot. Yeah. Oh God, yeah, it's one of those, isn't he? Show what actually when matters. Yeah, has he scored yet for Man United? Oh, I don't bet on. Oh, who was the what's the guy? I can't pronounce his name. What's the guy who scored for Stoke? Uh, uh, oh, what? Not oh. Uh, on a, uh, on a, I can't pronounce his name. The, oh, the, proved the, it. The, he scored. He was linked with us, and he goes, "I've gone to a bigger club in West Ham." Didn't they? He scored a second goal. We're looking at Tovich. Tovich. He was the one that said, "I've gone to a big club in West Ham," and then obviously Stunk. scored against us. God. Because people want to go, yeah, this dickhead signed for a bigger club and one new up and he scored. Yeah, yeah. Just wait until full time next time. Yeah. Um, excellent. All right, we'll look forward to that. What's your predictions? I predict that we will beat Man United at home and I think we're going to beat Hull at home as well. I'm just going to be ridiculously optimistic. I think oh, I'm, and I'm more confident that we'll beat Man United at home than Hull. Because that's the, I mean, everyone's going to be fired up for Man United on Saturday, but Hull. I hope we are. Less because so. we, we weren't, weren't last right. time, we weren't away. Mm. Or Gates Man and that's what's disappointing. Yeah. So I hope we are. Yeah, fingers crossed. Excellent. George, thank you very much for making your debut. Thanks for the invite. How can people get on touch with you on Twitter if they want to uh, disagree? SGF with you? Man on Twitter. SGF Man on Excellent. Twitter. Double N. Double N. Double N. Or just abuse me as Big George on, uh, <laughs> in on, the on KMB, which I, which I have done several times, but. Yeah. We didn't get to any of those topics. So <laughs> uh, James, thank you very much. I think you owe listeners an apology because we didn't do an episode last week because your knee. Yes. So maybe this will be. Knee I'm out of the World Cup. He had Sorry, a, everyone. A cruciate ligament operation that has ruled him out of the World Cup and forced the cancellation of last week's episode. Yeah. And I, but I came here to earn crutches and I do have a leg brace on. Yeah. And I have to wear shorts because they're the only ice for clothes that fit over a leg brace. <laughs> So I'm officially disabled. Rocking. People, people get up from a tube. <laughs> really? Yeah. Lucky you. I'll be back for the Euros though. <laughs> okay, that's good to know. Be a bit old though, then you'll have to play goal, won't you? <laughs> I'll be alright. <laughs> yeah, it's yoga, it's all about yoga. Yeah. Uh, you can follow James on Long as One. Uh, you can follow himself, Chris, on Twitter at CJ Skull, that's Skull with a C. You can follow Graham, who is the editor of Knees of Mother Brown on K U M B D O T C O M. You can go on the Knees of Mother Brown Facebook group, which is on Facebook. Uh, and you can also go on the Knees Up Mother Brown forum, subscribe and review on iTunes. That's all the various things you can do to interact with the show. Oh, of course, uh, podcast at KUMB.com, yeah. which I've just realised I forgot to check this week. Well, that's going to be exceeding <laughs> the size limit. Well, next week, get those emails in now because I will be checking for the next episode. <laughs> because it's, it's a fairly recent thing. Yeah. I don't, it's not part of my routine. You yet. can be bothered. <laughs> um... It's yes, been, yeah, yeah, so I will check. I will check. And also, week. just uh, because he's helped me out this week with all those stats and facts. Yes. Uh, is at uh, WHU stuff. He's really good, actually. He's worth following on Twitter. He's I, really th- good. I think we'll give him a shout out every week in exchange for these excellent. Yeah, that's what he's going to say. He's going to send me a little package, mate. Excellent. Great stuff. Thanks again, boys. Let's hope we beat Manchester United 
and really rub sawage's room, claim another managerial scalp this Saturday. Come on, your eyes. Come on, your eyes.